that's what we're going with. We're going with it. We're going with McKerrigan, everybody. Welcome back to the CrossFit Buff podcast. I'm Jason, joined finally by the, uh, I mean, in- incredibly well-requested guest. Uh, I thought I was badgering you a lot to get you on, but it turns out, thank you, everyone. You were doing it more than me. So that's great. Craig McKerrigan. Hey, Jason newest coach at CrossFit Bath. He's here with us. We want to know everything about him. I know that's how we all feel. But Craig, you've taken me through a number of warm-ups since you've been here. Finally, it's my turn to put you through a warm-up. So I have some warm-up questions for you. Uh, And because you're new and we don't know you very well, I've gone with quite a lot of just kind of this or that questions. Go go for it. Now, normally, I'd start with my classic first question that has... Now, in honor of Ali Wells and Ashley, been modified. So the question is, peanut butter, crunchy, smooth, or covered in chocolate? Oh, gone smooth, Jason. I mean, I love peanut butter. I just don't eat it anymore. So we're almond butter these days. (laughs) Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. So what's funny is that you've gone smooth because I, when I, when I told Rochelle that I'd modified the question, she was like, well, now no one's going to pick crunchy or smooth, are they? Covered in chocolate's an option. But you've you've proven her wrong. Well done. Squat or deadlift? Deadlift. I like that answer. That's good. Uh, a movie or a book? Uh, book. A book. Oh, see, this was like, here you are. Do you want to appear cultured or <laughs> normal? And you've gone book. I suppose I'll throw in fiction or non-fiction. Fiction. Oh, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> uh, clean or snatch? Snatch, because I'm worse at it. Because you're worse at it? Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. So, okay, he likes to improve himself. That's what we're we're understanding here. Uh, cake or ice cream? Ice cream. Okay, I'm going to have to throw out a flavor of ice cream. Any preference? I mean, right now, I'm, I'm quite liking stem ginger. Really? Stem ginger and honey. I've, I've not prepared myself for these answers. <laughs> they are not what I was expecting at all. Okay. Row or air bike? Row. That's the correct answer. Well done. Who's answering the airbike, seriously? Apart from Ross. Uh, Derek <laughs> would definitely be picking airbike. Rob probably would be picking airbike. I've got a list. They're, they're strange people. Uh, Batman or Superman? Batman. Here's a question that I've had suggested to me to ask you, and that is how many lanyards do you own? Um, too many. Too many. Too many. Okay. The title of your autobiography. What's gone wrong until now? What's gone wrong until now? Okay, so I've basically, this has all been to build a profile. We're going to run it through a computer later and we'll come back to you with whatever's come out of this. The final question. Now you've listened to this podcast, so you should know already what this question is going to be. And that is when we make the CrossFit Buff movie and there's that scene where the new coach arrives and kind of kicks down the door and walks in, who is playing you in the CrossFit Buff movie? I mean, I couldn't think of a good one for this, so I'm just going to go with, I think it'd be hilarious if I was actually tall, so I'm going Ryan Hurst okay. from Sons of Anarchy. Right? I, I, like, I mean, I like the reasoning. I always like it. I always like it when we see the thinking behind. I've cast you, and then I've had, again, some suggestions. Uh, but basically what happened, Craig, is you were late today, and that meant I was sitting here with too much time, and people were around, so got some suggestions as well now i have gone on a weird journey in casting you because i've gone with brian gleason i have no idea who that is 
probably a lot might not. So he's part of the, the Gleason clan. Um, so you have got Brendan Gleason, who is a quite well known actor. That's who I would have cast as you, but he's too old, basically. He's aged out of it. Um, and then his other son, Domhnall Gleason. Star, Star Wars and Harry Potter. Exactly. So he's he's a little bit sort of skinny and lanky. Yep. So um, don't quite fit the bill. <laughs> but his other brother, Brian, that's who I've cast for you. You can look him up. Basically, he, he looks a bit like his dad. So I was like, oh, perfect. And at the moment, he's got like a big beard as well. So he's just Excellent. perfect for you. The other suggestions I've had given to me, one incredibly flattering, probably, and one is... One was suggested to me as an ultimate challenge for this person to play you. And that was Brian Blessed. Because <laughs> I just wondered if he could, like, if Brian Blessed could bring it down a bit. So he could Be interesting. convincingly play the soft-spoken Craig. And the other one is, more a challenge for me to say the name, Christopher Hivesu. I don't know. H-I-V-J-U for anyone playing at home who apparently played Giant Spain in Game of Thrones. So, Never seen it. Well, there we go. There we go. IMDB exists for a reason. (laughs) That'll be my afternoon then. Yes, looking up these different (laughs) actors that I've given you. I'll send you the list. Right, I'm feeling warm. I had done a workout, so I was already warm, but then I'd had a long session of cooling down, waiting for you. So now now I'm warm once again. Craig, how did you end up in Bath? That's probably the ultimate question. But I suppose, I suppose we should go back a little bit before that. Um, and I guess start with, do we want to start with CrossFit and how you found CrossFit? Is that going to be the yeah. best place to begin? Yeah, let's go for or, it. Or is there some amazing fitness story before CrossFit? I, I mean, I know so little about you. This yeah. is going to be an interesting journey. I mean, nothing amazing, amazing. <laughs> I mean, you say that. I will be the judge. By the end of this, and I'll go, yeah, you're right. There's nothing amazing there. No, let's start with that. So I guess CrossFit, how did that first come into your life? Um, so I was I was powerlifting and I had a friend that was bodybuilding. And she messaged me one day like, hey, do you want to go try CrossFit? Um, and then we sort of sat on it for about six months. Never actually went to it. Um, looked up CrossFit Glasgow at the time website i'm just gonna say sorry to my guys that own the gym there good friends of mine the website was super intimidating so i was like yeah no not happening um went to a different crossfit gym like six months later absolutely suffered through my first workout by myself (laughs) and never looked back since so your first workout was it like a drop-in and just doing an actual workout or was it like an entry class so is it just a proper just yeah so join the class kind of thing yeah so the the gym that i started at didn't have an intro class at the time it was Come on in, and first session's free. And then if you if you like it, you sign up. If you survive, you um, survive. So I was like, okay, cool. And they went, come to the 7 p.m. class. I went to the 7 p.m. class. Nobody was booked into the 7 p.m. class. So one of the coaches did the workout with me, um, which was a 2159 clusters and toes to bar. Oh, wow. Um, which absolutely sucked. And I was no repping myself on the clusters if I didn't squat clean it and go straight through into overhead so i got into the round of 15 and i must have done like 35 cleans and not being able to get it over my head and then eventually one of the coaches just went just move on yeah just go go home other people have to come in at eight yeah and for some reason i showed up at six o'clock the next morning 
now that th- i mean there's a lot to break down already here <laughs> we've we've started your first session and we've already found we've already found your love for judging because <laughs> i know you've been quite involved in, in judging at competitions bit. and we'll, we'll definitely talk about that but i love the idea that you were no ripping yourself on your first workout i'm, I'm trying to think from your so you, you see you were doing powerlifting before this so I, I guess i mean i suppose I mean, and clusters is such a like that's such a bizarre twenty one fifty nine of that eight, I mean thrusters and toes to bar would have been already like yeah. but having to clean it every time mm-hmm. as well um but the toe I thinking is it that was it the toes to bar was that probably the challenging bit or it was the clusters um the clusters was fine because I I knew how to clean I knew how to snatch so sort of getting down into a squat clean and then getting stuff overhead wasn't really much of an issue um in, originally but then the toes to bar i just wasn't coming near like i could get the odd one and then i'd flail about for a few minutes trying to get the next one so yeah that real slowed me down wow and yet you went back that's that's the interesting so how long ago was this how long have you been involved in CrossFit? um so that would have been i want to say it was 2014 and i'd been training before that obviously powerlifting but every now and then we'd throw in the the 300 workout sort of just to see were we getting overall fitter. So, I mean, you you could probably class that CrossFit workout these days. Were you getting fitter? Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's good. Well, I mean, the first time I did that workout, I was somewhere about 45 minutes. Right. I got my time down to about 14 minutes. Oh, so, I mean, so a little bit fitter. A little, little bit fitter, but, you know, being 19 and being able to move through stuff pretty pretty good at that time was <laughs> how um i mean I, I guess you know now and obviously this is a jumping quite a, quite a bit ahead but over your course of doing crossfit then do you feel you've gotten fitter than before or have things you know i mean because life finds a way <laughs> of complicating matters uh which you know uh how's your general fitness now um as of right now, pretty terrible. Um, we probably hit a peak in about 2018. And then, um, yeah, just a few stupid injuries um, and some pretty high stress levels over the last couple of years have led things to a bit of a downward slide, but we're we're back on the up. But even in those periods where maybe things weren't, because I, I think that's another, like, that's, you know, it's obviously what you found, but I think it's true for, for all of us isn't it is that like we imagine there's this nice upward trajectory of like i'm getting fitter and fitter if i just keep doing this and we might still even be consistently coming and doing our workouts and that but there's kind of peaks and troughs right there's like all yeah this, um, but did you like even during those periods where you were like oh things weren't going i mean obviously barring maybe serious injury where you were like i can't actually do anything yeah but did you were you still kind of training throughout that time um on and off on and off. I mean, there was a period due to injury where I didn't really get out of bed for about three and a half months. Um, I mean, we're going to have to ask about this injury, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to get there. Um, and then after that, training was a bit inconsistent until I could actually do stuff. Um, like anything more than a walk. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> now, what I'd really like to do is go, all right, let's get into what this injury was. But... I want people to stick around. So we're going to just hang that there. We'll get back to what this injury was. 
I'm just going to quickly move over to as the you know the fact that you're here as a as a coach. Yep. Uh, what was it then that gave you the shift from? Oh, first of all, before I ask about that, what were you doing before coaching, work-wise? Um, so, 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 so coaching hasn't been a full-time thing for very long. I've done it alongside other jobs for a while. Um, so obviously coaching has been my main thing the last three years. Before that, I did it alongside working for the government. And before that, I did it in and out between managing restaurants and kitchens and other other things like working in theatres. So, wow. So a nice varied CV. That's what <laughs> very I varied. Uh, so what was it then that kind of moved you from oh, I quite like doing this. This is like a, a, a nice, fun hobby and way to keep fit to, nah, I think this is more than that and I want to actually dedicate my... Especially when you're working... Because when you're doing it full-time, it's it's almost one thing, but when it is like, oh, I'm actually going to have to fit this in around other things I need to do to live, you kind of have to have a passion for it. So what, what was it then that gave you that kind of um, push? So I did the CrossFit Level 1 with no ambition in the slightest to coach whatsoever. Just doing it purely out of the interest of wanting to know more about CrossFit. Um, and yeah, just over the course of the weekend went, hey, what they're doing is actually really cool. Um, like I like the message. I like what's what's being pushed. I want to be part of it. Okay. So from there, I was just trying to... So you were brainwashed is what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're there and just one of us, one of us. Um, but yeah, from there, it was just talking to people, try to get into it. Ended up when I was out in the States, I got to do a bit of coaching and then that kind of kickstarted it. So, right. uh, And then you, so you got a level three now. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Is that framed and shiny? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. In a drawer somewhere? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. It's in a drawer under the bed. <laughs> I, I just think, again, because it pushes that idea of sort of somebody that is like, you know, you're saying, it's just funny, isn't it? Cause you're like, oh, I did my level one, kind, you know, I, well, well, why not? Just to kind of have a bit of a better idea. And then I suppose like the level two is kind of the step above that. Isn't it? Yeah. It's like, no, actually, I'm taking this quite seriously and I want to be, you know, I want to be yeah. a good coach and I want to know what so I'm yeah. going to do my level two. The level three is like, <laughs> I am all in. I must know everything about this. Yeah. I mean, it kind of timing was a bit weird in that when I was doing my level one, I think was the time that they just brought the level three out. Um, I, someone will fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure it was about that sort of time. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And I initially booked straight into my level two really? to do a few months, like literally a few months after my level one. And then broke my ankle a couple of weeks before. So I was like, yeah, no, not going to happen. Um, so I had to bail on that. Um, and then did my level two a few years later. But I actually, funnily enough, did it with a broken foot. Right. Hold on a second. Let's just pause. Pause, everybody. <laughs> Anybody at home taking notes? So we've had broken ankle. Yep. A few years later, broken foot. I'm assuming that wasn't the same injury. That was a, a separate injury. The broken um, foot. Separate injury, same foot. Same separate injury, same foot. Yep. Well, okay, there we go. Yep. Now... This is a question people want to know. I think I know the answer. That isn't the big injury. That is not the big injury now. So just add that to your. If that was on your bingo card, tick them off. But it's not the main one. This is fascinating. (laughs) Um, As someone who's broken their arm three times, I find this fascinating. (laughs) So it's great. Uh, Okay, good. So 
you, you I mean, it's amazing. I, what's funny is you and I didn't even, you know, I just did my L1 like that, and then I booked in immediately for my L2, uh, and, and now you, you're there with your L3. Yep. Um, and then you've gone from coaching kind of on the side, among other things, to I'm going to drive an hour to Bath every day yep. to coach. Um, and I mean, I've seen you leave when I'm doing the eight o'clock class. So I know you're getting home late as well, which is commitment. So well done. We appreciate that. Um, that's oh, I'm, I'm just processing everything at the moment. We're going to have to go there. Yep. I've, I've, I've kept people on the line long enough. What happened? What was this big injury? The big one. Um, I fractured two vertebrae and ruptured a disc. At the same time. So in, 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 in layman's terms, you broke your back. Yes. Which, I mean, I've got to ask, doing CrossFit? Um, sort of-ish. Um, not doing CrossFit properly, shall we say. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think that goes without saying. Yeah, um, yeah not in training. I was, um, I was judging at competition. We were going to do a lunchtime workout. It was a very, very quiet day. There was tons of space available in the last last heat of the session on a teams of four sort of max rep powerlifting style workout. Jump, jumped in on 20 seconds notice, broke my back back squatting. <laughs> squatting? Yeah, I got through the deadlifts okay. Um, so the style of the workout was each team member chooses a weight on each exercise and does a minute max rep deadlift. You get a minute transition to the next team member until all four have gone. Then a minute transition into back squat, same deal, and then into strict press. And I did the deadlifts; it was fine. Went on to the back squat, and uh, in the second minute, felt something go on my back. So just kept going as you do, um, and then lay down on the ground in the transition minutes, and continued doing the sets, and then realised I couldn't put anything over my head, so I had to strip the bar right down to nothing and just strict press an empty bar for four minutes. Um, and two and a half weeks later, found out I had a broken back. Two and a half weeks later. Two and a half weeks later, after a few different <laughs> diagnoses. Okay. I mean, you were getting it looked at then. It wasn't just like, oh, and then two and a half weeks later, I was like, I should probably have someone have a look at this. Yeah. So the I, lacrosse ball's not helping. Yeah. So it was one of those ones of I couldn't get a GP appointment for about 10 days. Um, and in that time, the following week, we went and did infernal pairs. I wasn't competing, but judging. And at, at the time, we just thought I had rhabdo because I'd just done something really stupid. So that was the initial thought. I couldn't stand up straight. Um, and we get through the infernal pairs. A few days later, I've done a bit more training, horrifically. Uh, um, go to the GP and they say, oh, you've probably got sciatica. Um, from there, I wasn't really pleased with that. So I went to an osteopath and they went, we think you've ruptured a disc. They signed me off work. Uh, my work at the time sent me to occupational health who sent me to a physio and they said oh you've got muscle spasm so we'll just manual therapy that out um and i don't think i've ever been in so much pain in my life when they attempted to uh what massage a ruptured disc yeah pretty much <laughs> um and they went okay you need to get yourself to the hospital um fast forward a couple of hours i'm on a ward um after having x-rays and mris and they were having a debate as to whether or not they needed to put me in for emergency operation. It's a lot to digest. Um, must have been a lot to experience. The the thing I find amazing, and it's not a criticism, 
So what other criticism? Definitely criticism. Is what I love is it's like, oh, I realized I couldn't put any weight above my head. I had to completely strip off the bar. Now, a lot of people at this point would think, oh, I've probably really hurt myself. Maybe I should stop. But you thought, well, I can't put any weight over my head, but I can do an empty bar. So why don't I do that for four minutes? That's probably the the smart thing to do. Yep. Brilliant. Okay. Yep. Was this before or after getting your L3? Um, that was before. It was before. Okay. Okay. Um, That's reassuring. <laughs> but yeah, sort of caffeine and just competition is just, I get pretty competitive. Really? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So it was just kind of a, but I wasn't on the leaderboard, but I wanted to. That's it. You weren't even on the leaderboard. Was... Yeah. Let's go back to that. This wasn't yeah. like I could win the competition. I could win the weekend. This was, a, I'm just filling in. Yeah. I was just, well, obviously I was just filling a space, but I'm, I'm in there with the top heat of the day. So I'm oh. just trying to. Look like somewhat respectable. All eyes are on me. And I suppose <laughs> that the powerlifting background was there as well. You were thinking, come on, this is this is what I used to train. I should be at the top of this. Oh, it's all coming yeah. together. Wow. Craig, I mean I don't I might have to edit this out. I don't know if we can let the members hear all of this. They'll probably a strong point to edit just. <laughs> I think it's good to know that you're human. And not indestructible apparently no uh, so how long was the kind of road to recovery still on it still on it really S- still very much on it um there was a point where i had twice weekly hospital appointments um for physio um bouncing back between the physio and the surgeons to see if they thought it was going to improve or not things kind of took a pause last year with all the lockdowns so yeah still just kind of getting there what was that i mean I- I guess because you had a pause in the what you were able to kind of do um, like rehab wise. But for a lot of us, obviously, as well, we it was quite a big pause in what we were doing within the gym. Mm. Was that kind of like almost a forced break that was quite good for you? Or was it terrible and actually you kind of felt yourself going backwards because you, you need to be moving? And there was, a, there was a point in the first lockdown where I was just, I mean, I was, I was trying to keep a gym going online. So um, I wasn't really treading much myself in the first couple of months. And then I realized I need to do something because I could feel my back was getting worse. So I started training again and like doing weight walking and stuff and just taking it pretty chill, which is nice for me. Um, and slowly just trying to get it better on my own whilst I wasn't able to get to any hospital appointments. Um, they still haven't resumed anything, so I'm still just trying to take it take it pretty steady and just improve the fitness while not straining the back. Do you think that this has... Because I've, I've noticed that you're very hot on making sure, you know, who, who's got in, like, before any before any wad, you're always kind of like, has anybody got any any little issues? Yep. And I know, you know, coaches do this and, and ever, but I, it's something that I just picked up immediately when you started. I was just like, oh, Chris, always make sure to ask. I, I yep. see you kind of going around and and speaking to the different ones and you've always yeah. kind of got the the modification ready of like what's the problem okay do this do that do you think that is because of being someone that's had quite a serious injury and had to maybe adapt and overcome a lot of um, things it's just it's in the forefront of your mind yeah i mean i think obviously we've covered like i've had some issues with like my foot my <laughs> yes. back um that's true i've also had like some knee neck and shoulder stuff um so I've had to adapt a lot of things over the years. 
but always asking right at the start before I get into the warm-up lets me know, do I need to swap anything out in a warm-up? Is there going to be a few little things that maybe if we're, if we're going to be doing some running, do I need to throw someone on a bike? Do I need to get that happening right before we get people moving? Um, and when I see the workout as well on Warboard, I try to drop a few sort of what-if scenarios so that then should someone go, hey, I can't go overhead today with the kettlebell swings, I've got a bad shoulder, and go, hey, okay, try this out. Okay, yeah. I'd forgotten about I'd forgotten about the feet, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Um, I guess question probably everyone wants to know, is there any body part that you're like, yeah, this one's solid, this is working really well? Um, really happy with my elbow it never given me any issues yeah strangely I've never injured my elbows there we go everything else pretty much yeah right <laughs> you know I, I mean I said this with Ali when she was on like I don't really write questions for people because I never know where we're going on these and this is prime example who knew this is where we were going to I was like oh we'll talk about competitions he's always involved in those kind of things um, and when we've ended up I didn't know before today that you'd broken your back it got just mentioned to me <laughs> minutes before starting this, and I was like, "Oh, interesting." I'll see if we. I'll see if that comes up. Of course, it did. Talking competitions, because yep. that's another thing you are heavily involved in, and I suppose that's made something. Uh, I, I mean, I know you're very involved with Sid, um, which obviously has probably made coming to Bath a bit easier i guess in the sense that you kind of you already had that relationship in place with yeah. ollie and, and yeah i mean know, i already knew already knew ollie obviously um and strangely as i'm finding a lot more of the members than i thought um because oh, yeah. yeah, they all seem to be there um and yeah a couple of the coaches i've i've known from competitions so it's relatively easy transitioning so we know that you know from your your very first wad you were judging yourself and, and no repping uh what kind of led you to get involved in, in judging and and sort of being on that side uh, of the competition floor as well because you've said you're someone very competitive yeah so it's funny that you're not on the other side of the competition floor then wanting to i have been but not in a long time is that injury based more than anything else yeah that's kind of why i stopped it um was Strangely, most of my injuries have come from not doing CrossFit. They've been like other things like falling on ice. So, or a thing like throwing a bottle up in the air, getting paid to do this, landing on my arm and just losing all feeling from nerve damage. Um, so that kind of, like that was the last time I competed was because I had a competition and I knocked all, not, like lost feeling from the elbow down. So yeah, stopped competing at that point. Um, but yeah, so... So I haven't actually competed since 2015, 2016. But you've been involved on, been, been, been involved, been, on the other side. Been involved on the other side. And that kind of started, strangely, from YouTube, um, watching footage of the regionals from 2013. And they, they had something on it about, like, hey, you know, it, competition isn't just, like, this super competitive thing. Your local gym might be, like, having a community event with a barbecue or something. Goes like be great to see if you can help out. So I was like, oh, I could do that sort of thing. Had a look on Facebook. There was a few happening. Went to my first one, and it was absolutely dreadful. Right. Okay. Um, Elaborate. Um, I'm not going to name the competition because they're still going. Um, 
that's narrowed it down. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was just a travesty of a day. Like all the timings were all off. Um, the organisation wasn't the best at the time. I think it was their first year, and a lot of the volunteers just left at lunchtime. They gave up and went. Um, so we overran by a few hours. Um, and then from there, I was like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. Um, but I'd already committed to a few others. Right. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to keep my promise on this one. I'm going to go and do them. Uh, I went and did them, had a much better time just at the time as well. I'd, I'd applied to regionals that year to, okay. to go volunteer. I'd been rejected. And whilst I was actually at one of the competitions, I got an email saying, we've had people drop out. It's next week. Can you get to Copenhagen? So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll make it happen. And then, yeah, just kind of moved on from there. It's interesting. When you f- I did wonder where the story was going to go. Um, and, and when you said, oh, at first, because I was watching regionals on YouTube yeah. and I was expecting to hear, and you know, some of these reps were very questionable. No. And I thought the quality of judging needs to improve. So I've got to get myself involved. That's not the direction it went no. in. That's probably for the best. Uh, and um, I think I, I, I very would have quickly been told where to go if I'd gone in like that. Yeah. But then I, I you know, and I think it's interesting that you had, you know, that first experience wasn't great, but you kind of stuck with it. Uh, and then again, I wonder if that then leads to your kind of being more involved because you know it can be a really fun experience when it's done well and it can be a really poor experience when it's not done well. And there will be people, so there'll be someone like you that they've kind of given their availability to five competitions. That first one is terrible, but they say, well, I've said I'm going to do it. I'm a man of my word or a woman of my word. I'm going to go and do this. And, and, and they stick with it. And there'll be other people that they've done other competitions. They go to this one and it's a travesty, but they're like, well, that's, you know, an outlier. I, yeah. I know that's not the norm. I don't know what happened, but I'm not going to. But there will be a number of people that are like, oh, let me give it a try. And yeah. that's the only one they ever go to. Yeah. And it's a disaster. And then that's it, right? And they're, and they're done. And actually... Um, here, here's a call for, for whoever's listening. There seems like to be a real need at the moment for more judges oh, yeah. and volunteers, um, yeah. particularly now that there's like this crunch of a lot of competitions happening at more or less the same time because yeah. of the kind of reduced season. But I just, I'm just seeing constant like, we really need some judges yeah, if they're I mean, available. Well, I know a lot of people that used to do it a lot and just through changes in their lives now from the last 18 months, they just haven't got time for it anymore or they just don't want to do it anymore. Um, so I have heard a lot of competitions are a bit low on the numbers. If only athletes could be trusted to to no-rep themselves like you would have, then we wouldn't need judges. It would be fine. Uh, but alas, it's... That's not the case, is it? So I know that, like your your Sid, obviously is kind of the one that is close to the heart of yep. of members here, um, and you've been involved in that. Yep. Previously, you're involved in the different ones going on at the moment. In fact, yep. I know that at the moment you're having a lot of fun. I, I believe that was your exact words. Where I'm having a great deal of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, doing video reviews. So 
Um, so maybe. So are you <laughs> having to send out the emails to tell people about, like, well, that was a questionable rep? No. That's not you? No. No? Okay. No. Not taken. <laughs> you can just hide behind someone else. Nice. Safe. Living the dream. <laughs> So I suppose for, let's go on a, like a final little thing. I'm, I'm going to have to get you back on because there's just there's just too much to talk about in such a short period of time. But um, how are you finding Bath? Loving it. It's great. You can tell me the members you don't like if you want. I don't worry. Uh, we haven't this found them secret. yet. We haven't oh, found them yet. We haven't found them yet. Uh, so what was it then that, that kind of brought you here? That was the question that I'd started with that we left and now I've come back all the way back to it. Um, how is it that you ended up in Bath? What was kind of what, what drew you here? So last year, um, the guys put out an advert for a coach not long after the reopening. I was kind of at a point where I was, where I was thinking I maybe needed a change. Didn't quite go there. Obviously, uh, M came on at that point here. Um, and Ollie said, look, if something comes up in the future, give us a shout again. Fast forward another eight, eight nine months, job posting came up, mm-hmm. applied. A couple of days later, I got a message from Ollie. Hey, we'd like to interview you. And then sort of another two months of conversations and emails and Zoom chats. And here we are. And here you are. And uh, yeah, so you're enjoying it. It's, it's good Loving experience. It. It's good fun. Brilliant. I mean, that's what more can we ask for? Um, wow. So it's been interesting because I think, you know, it's hard because even though like restrictions aren't what they were, it's it's still just with the nature of the classes one after another and the intro classes are running that it's it's not been as easy maybe as it once was to kind of get to know the coach like especially when you when you first yeah hear, like it takes quite a while doesn't it to kind of get to know coaches and and i mean we've found out some interesting things <laughs> um I mean, I, I don't want to get super personal, so I'm not going to ask like family life and things like that. I don't know if you want to share. No, you can yeah. if you want to. Well, tell good. us, just tell us something about you then. And what, what are some of the things that the members should know about you, Craig? What, 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 what's, I know you're married. Yep. Yeah. Six years yesterday. Six years yesterday. Six years yesterday. Well, happy belated anniversary. <laughs> yep. Um, we've got a very attention seeking dog. Right. Um, yeah. What else do you want to know, Jason? I've got a whole Guinness World Record. You hold a Guinness World Record? <laughs> Four? Um, the most people synchronize flare bartending at once. So what you're saying is you share a Guinness World Record with the most people doing There something. we go. So, I mean, <laughs> it's impressive, but... It's a fun one to have on the wall, though. So that one's on the wall. The L3 is in a drawer under the bed, but the the Guinness World Record is on the wall. Okay. Ah, oh, right. Listeners. Anyone listening or watching this, send me some questions. We'll get Craig back on and I will grill him with any questions that you have because I think that's what needs to happen. Because I I've, I've, I feel like I've been ill-prepared for this. I'll be honest, I wasn't ready for the broken back. That threw me. Uh, and that's all I've been able to think about. I thought you knew this. How, how would I know? You kept dodging me on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, it's interesting. Um so we've talked talk competition, we've talked uh, training. What about your own training then? That's, I guess, the only other thing we haven't really mentioned. Yep. So are you still, because you said like the road to recovery is kind of still ongoing. Yep. So is your training at the moment very tailored to your needs? Yeah, very much. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of body weight stuff. Um, 
and a lot of time on the rower and on the bike. Um, so yeah, a lot of cardio, uh, a lot of a lot of gymnastics basically. And is that very different from your training pre-injury then? Yeah. So before I'd probably have a barbell every session. Um, I might do stuff like working on gymnastics and maybe throw in some weightlifting as well, just because I like it. But I need to get better at the other stuff. <laughs> I guess the final thing on, on, on that kind of side of things is does it affect your coaching? Um, like if you're having to or in the sense of because I've mentioned kind of what I view as almost like a positive in how it affects your yeah. coaching and I feel that you're hyper aware of the need for people to scale and adjust. Yeah. Not necessarily scale because scaling is quite often easy in the sense of drop the weight right like that's a very easy way of scaling a movement it's like that's too heavy reduce weight but much more of the oh i literally cannot do this movement or anything close to that yeah. because of an injury and, and needing to really kind of adjust and substitute something in um i guess the the, the, the question i suppose is demoing movements that's probably yeah that's the, the biggest one the, all right that's the biggest one so you'll still see me demoing weightlifting um obviously not with great deals of weight but I can still knock out the knock out the points of performance on them. Um, the things I struggle on, like demoing wise, are upper body pulling movements. So we're talking our like muscle ups, pull ups. My back hasn't quite got the range of motion yet from toes to bar again, but yeah, it's typically stuff on the rigs. Where so have you? Here's a question for you: ha- Have you already identified the different people that attend classes that you are like? Oh, I need to demo a toes to bar here but this person's in the class guess who's my guinea pig guess who's going to demo this um so so it varies um when we got two coaches some people have seen like i'll throw ed or emma up on the rig and go this is what we're looking up on the pull up um or the toes to bar sometimes i just get very very descriptive yeah usually does the job Draw a um, picture on the whiteboard here you yeah go, everyone <laughs> Yeah, and you know, if in doubt, if you know you've got someone that's got the movements, they're up. Uh, but then there is always that point. If you've got if you've got someone else demoing for you, you need to be able to make sure if they don't do it as it should be, you've got to highlight that so that then they know, the members know, that this is how we would improve that movement then. Yeah. And I guess that is like quite a balancing act in you want, because obviously you don't want the next time you're looking for a, volunteer yeah. everybody's like don't yeah. look at me but so it's a case of like commending what they're doing well yeah. highlighting that kind of point of like oh that's really good just obviously keep in mind when you're doing it to yeah. you know engage the lats a bit more of yeah. whatever it may be they feel good the class knows what's going on and you haven't like <laughs> in front of a whole class of people just said well that's pretty bad don't do that so that, that's good you're doing pt as well i am Spaces available? Tons. Spaces are available. Hit this man up if you, uh, you know, he's traveling a long way. He's stuck here now. Tons, so PC, programming, whatever yeah. you need. We got it. Whatever you need, he's <laughs> got it. Injury prevention, this is the man. Craig, what an absolute pleasure to have you on. How are you feeling now? It's been fun, Jason. Has it's it been, been fun? fun? Fun enough to come back? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You heard that, everyone. So shoot in the questions can't wait to see them uh craig thank you so much look forward to seeing who we get on next week i've no idea at this point Uh, i don't know how it will follow up after this 
but uh brilliant it's been a pleasure speak to you i've enjoyed the classes that you've run for us so far look forward to the you know who knows how many more sessions in the future that you'll be coaching us through and um yeah now i'm going to keep an eye i've got so many things to keep an eye on now when you're coaching so <laughs> uh, and so do all the members all right thank you everyone we'll see you next week <laughs>